my name is Isabel Bergman, and I'm your host today, so I'm very proud to be your host today. And in the coming months, we will do more of this podcast regarding different kinds of uh, aspects uh, within tax reward and in HR in general. So um, already a, bit, a little bit of a heads up. So we will also talk about equal pay or how to engage or motivate people or uh, other tax issue, issues which are hot at a certain moment in time. So each time we will invite a PwC specialist or as that, uh, as we say it, a subject matter expert. So today I welcome uh, my dear colleague Els. So welcome Els. Maybe before we start, uh, you can say something about yourself. Yes, of course. So thank you, Isabel. Uh, I'm Els Kegels. I'm a senior manager within the people and organization department of PwC Belgium. I'm working for almost 30 years at PwC Belgium in the tax department. And in the beginning, I little, did a little bit of everything. It was corporate tax, it was VAT, it was uh, personal tax. And gradually, I did more and more personal tax. And that affects also now my focus area. And then also more in particular, uh, everything about international employment taxes. So in fact, it is everything that has to do with the taxation of your professional income. It is, will be some advice on it, how you can structure it, uh, how it will work if you will only work in Belgium or in also internationally. Also, if you want to do uh, some calculations or so, we can help you also with this. And of course, if you have, yeah, if you're working uh, in Belgium and you have to pay taxes, you also have to file a tax return. And I think that's uh, the purpose of today that we will talk a little bit about the tax returns. Eh? Yes, yeah, you're completely right. Uh, so uh, it's that time of the year, uh, it's June. And uh, in earlier days, in younger life, it was my exam period, so for, for uh, lots of people. And now it's a bit like the tax exam of the year, so uh, I'm happy to have you here to talk about the tax returns. Um, so um, first question to you, Els, we are now in the month of June. In terms of timing, are you still okay? Yes, yes, we are still okay. In fact, there is uh, not really one specific deadline. It depends a little bit how you are filing your tax return. If you're just doing it the old way, let's say, and on paper, then you have until the end of this month, so the, uh, the third of the June. people uh, doing that on paper? Yes, yes, there are still people doing this on paper. Yeah, okay. they are used to do it, and I think they just take the, the preparation of the previous year and they are just copying it, but there are still people that are doing it this way. Then you can also do it yourself, but not the old way, let's say, but more... If, yeah. The fashioned way, like the elect more electronic way, the more the, digital way, yeah, indeed. <laughs> so with the tax, the tax on web, and then you have until mid July, the fifteenth of July. But if you say, in fact, yeah, I don't really want to do it on my own, and you want to have some assistance from an advisor, from uh, an accountant, and he or she is also doing it via tax on web, then you have the time until the end of September, the thirtieth of September, and of course, yeah. If you do this that way, many people just want wait until the end of the deadline and then they only file it mid-September and then they start with it. And then the tax authorities, they have some, found something new this year and they want try, they would like to encourage you to file it earlier. So they say if you file it this, and you have the assistance of a tax advisor or a proxy holder who does it via uh, tax on web, normally you have the time until the end of September. But if you do it before the end of August, and you have, uh, based on the tax return, you have an amount to pay on your, your tax bill. They promise that they will send out the tax bill later, so you have to pay it later. If on the other end, you will have a refund, if you have to pay, pay taxes, too much taxes in, in front, then in fact, um, you will have, uh, you will receive your tax bill earlier so that you will also have your, ma your, your money back earlier. Oh, in fact, they, they gave you an incentive uh, to do it earlier. That's what I understand. Yeah, you just have to convince them your 
tax advisor or accountant to, to follow this. Yeah, indeed. Okay, okay, that's clear. Um, and and else is it really necessary to, to, to have a tax advisor? Because I was filling my, my own uh, tax return last week uh, and I thought by myself all the codes and everything what has changed. Maybe it is necessary to have a tax advice with all the complexities, I would say. Yeah, of course, it depends a little bit on your situation. If it is not that complicated, you can, of course, do it yourself. But if it, you have some specific uh, things of them, things where the legislation changed compared to previous years, then maybe it will be uh, worldwide to uh, to call upon some assistance. Okay, that's, that's clear. And, and yeah, talking about changes, uh, um, can you explain? Uh, yeah, what ha- what is what are the changes compared to last year? For, for example, regard I, I can imagine, for example, regarding COVID, uh, a few years ago already there were already some changes, but there are still, I think. Uh, things which have changed or are still continuing. Can you make, maybe elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, in fact, is the, the things which were in place for uh, the income year 2020 are still in place, most of them. Um, the, and for instance, if you received some replacement income, like some employment income due to COVID, in fact, yeah, nothing special, you would say, because you will have received an, an, a fee form, an, a, a fish, and you have just to copy it and to, to report it in your tax return. But maybe it's good to know that Normally, when you received this unemployment income, there was only a withholding tax of 15%, which is in principle not enough to pay your taxes, but they wanted uh, to increase your net at the moment of the uh, corona and the COVID pandemic. So there was only 15% withhold that source, which is probably not enough. So that means that if you would now receive your tax bill later on, you will probably have to pay more than you were used to. Or maybe in the past you had a refund and you will no longer have a refund or a smaller refund. So in fact, nothing new, but I think something which is important to know, which is new related to COVID is in fact that uh, in the 2020, if you did a gift, for instance, for the face masks, you could also have a tax reduction. Now it is no longer possible to have, if you do a gift uh, in cash, uh, sorry, a gift in kind, you can no longer have an, uh, an tax reduction. It's only for gifts uh, in cash. And also relating to the gifts, it's nothing with COVID, but in general, in fact, the gifts in the past uh, for, for income 2020, you had a tax reduction of 60%. Now it's back like it was in the past. It's only 45%. But then also maybe specific to COVID, which is new is in fact that um, if you rented, uh, if you had an, uh, some real estate and you rented it out to someone who was using it, for instance, for a restaurant or and he or she had to close it. Uh, uh, due to COVID, and it was, for instance, in the months uh, of between March and September 21, and you said, okay, as a kind of a gesture, I will forfeit rent. Then for that rent that was forfeited, you can um, have a tax reduction of 30% of the forfeited rent, but with a maximum of 5,000 euro per month. And also it has to be, there are some conditions you have, uh, there, you need an agreement and so for that, but it's good to know that uh, that is in place. Yeah, yes. indeed. Okay. Are there other things we have to know uh, due to COVID uh, or, or are those the multi- most important ones? I think that are the most important ones, okay. yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. It, it's very clear. And, and talking about the gifts, uh, I had still a question when, when you were talking about it. Um, if you do your um, tax return via tax on web, normally your gifts are already pre-filled. Huh? In, in the tax on web. Yeah, most uh, of them, and in principle, it should be, I think. But there we have, and I think even if you, like you mentioned, if you do it via tax on web, there are a lot of codes which are already pre-completed. But I think it's very important if you just che- check them, not only for the gifts, but also for other things where it is indeed correct. And there you see that for the gifts, for instance, some gifts are not included. So it's a, you, you just have to add them man- uh, manually. 
And also for these uh, gifts, I think it's also important that you also add as an attachment the underlying documents because they're the tax authorities, they don't have these documents. So it's good to already add them uh, uh, proactively. So, so what you suggest, Els, is that uh, even that uh, everything is pre-filled in tax on web, you have to still double check uh, certain codes uh, or all the codes, in fact, because you never know that something is forgotten or, or yeah, some things are not in it. Right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. And also check the personal situation if you have more or less children as well. I think it's always good to uh, to double check everything. Yes, I, I, I had the same experience <laughs> for my tax return, to be very honest. Um, I did some gifts and for the bigger organizations there were a proof, but uh, a smaller one and it was only proof on paper and that was not in my in my tax on work, in fact. And this, so, yeah. uh, you need to check, in fact. Yeah, so, uh, indeed. Yeah. It's, uh, it's important. Okay. Um, Another completely other topic, um, but but I think it's also yeah important to mention uh, in regarding real estate uh, abroad. Um, I heard that there were some changes also there uh, in terms of how it is defined and how how, uh, how it is taxed. Yeah, indeed. In fact, in the past, um, the uh, real estate abroad it was taxed based on the rental value of the rental uh, uh, the, the the actual rental amount that you have received. And it depends a little bit, of course, in which country you, the, the real estate is located. But you always, as a Belgian resident, you have to report it because you have to report your worldwide income. And maybe it will not be taxed because it is already taxed in the other country. But you always have to report it here in Belgium. And in the in the past, so as until 2020, it was based on the rental value or on the, the rent that you received. But there, um, uh, Belgium has been condemned in Europe, in fact, because there was an unequal treatment between the real estate located in Belgium and the real estate uh, located outside Belgium. Uh, because for the real estate in Belgium, there the taxable basis is based on the cadastral value. Um, and there now, as from 2021, also the real estate located outside Belgium is now um, taxed or you also have to report it based on the cadastral value. That is only, of course, if you rent it out, if you don't rent it out your real estate or if you rent it out to someone who is not using it for his profession. And if you had that foreign real estate, in principle, you have received in 21 a questionnaire from the tax authorities asking for some information like where uh, what the, the value is, where it is located. And based on that, uh, they determined the, the, the cadastral value and that amount that you can already received it via a letter or it is in uh, your MyMinfin, so you can find it back. And then based on that document, you have to report the cadastral value. And you also have to mention then if this real estate is located um, in uh, a country, in effect, a country with uh, which Belgium has concluded a double tax treaty, then it is uh, you have to um, mention it in the box where it is mentioned that it is exempted with progression reserve. If it is not um, meant, uh, located in a country with uh, Bel with which Belgium has a double tax uh, treaty, then you have to mention it in the other bo box, and then in fact the income will only be taxed for uh, for fifty percent. Okay. Okay, that was that was not that was very complex uh, to be very honest. Else, does it mean that yeah you you need to uh, fill it in in your tax return anyway? So uh, or or do I see it differently? So you have to fill it in anyway. So the cadastral value you have to fill it in. 
And then on the, yeah, it is the, the box, the, just behind that one, you have an A and a B. And there's the A effect you have to mention the country uh, where the real estate is located, for instance, France or Spain. And then, uh, if that, and that's in the A. And then in the B, it's just for countries with who they have no double tax treaty. Then you have to mention that uh, yeah, twice, uh, so the tax authorities know whether it will be exempted or not uh, in okay. the tax return. And just for my personal interest, and maybe, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, but just for my personal interest, which are, which countries are, do we, do we have double tax treaty with? Uh, it are many, uh, countries, and I think, uh, yeah, I cannot really yeah, mention all of them because I think then uh, our podcast will not only last for 20 or 30 minutes, but I think maybe we are still here tomorrow. But there are uh, many text, uh, yeah, treaties with it. We have a tax treaty. And most common uh, countries, especially the European, but also if you would have something in the States or so, that is also uh, uh, a country with which Belgium has a double tax treaty. Okay. Maybe also good to know is that in the past when you uh, reported it based on uh, the real estate of the, the rental income you have received or the rental value, you could also deduct the foreign taxes that you paid to determine the value that you have to uh, to report. Now that's no longer possible. So the taxes that you paid abroad, you can't do uh, anything with it. It is just really the cadastral value that you have to report. Okay. That, that's also very clear. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else what you want to mention else? Um, I was thinking now, it also be quick with COVID and everything that happened in terms of hybrid working and everything that has to do with co-working. Does that have any, any impact on, on certain codes or? Um, as such, maybe not, but maybe because of the fact that you are working more and more from home, you could maybe think that it uh, would be more interesting to... Uh, to prove your itemized business expenses. So in fact, if you have professional income, you are taxed on that income, but there is a certain amount that will be seen as uh, professional expenses and it can be deducted even if you don't have any expense or if you say, I don't want to prove any expense, you have a certain lump sum amount. And for um, that lump sum amount is 30% of your income, but for a normal employee, it's limited to um, uh, approximately 4,920 euro for uh, this year, for income year 2021. 20, for if you would be uh, a company director, a bedrijfsleider or a dirigeant d'entreprise, it's, uh, uh, there the limitation is fact the maximum is only 2,590 euro. If you would be uh, someone uh, for a free profession, for instance, a lawyer, there also the, uh, the maximum lump sum is 4,320 euro. So if you say I'm working from home and maybe I'm part of my office, part of my house is used as an office, then you can allocate that part which is used for professional purposes. And then let's say it's 5%, 10%, and then the related costs from electricity, but also for the insurance, you can in fact deduct it. And then maybe if you are above that lump sum amount, you can deduct your itemized business expenses and not only related to the house, but also other expenses you would have, you can also so add them. And in the past, when you were not really working from home, you would maybe not uh, uh, reach that limit. But now maybe it would be, yeah, it's possible that you would reach that limit. Also, maybe good to know is that if you rent a house, you have to see in your rental contract whether you can use your house for professional purposes. Because often there is a clause that you cannot use it for professional purposes. And in fact, if you would deduct your... um, yeah, of claim a deduction for professional exp- as a professional expense that's seen as professional use. And that's in fact because if you use it for professional purposes, if the landlord is a private individual, he or she will be taxed higher than 
uh, if it is not rented out for someone who is using it for professional uh, purposes. That's a little bit like we also mentioned for the foreign real estate. If normally, the landlord is taxed based on the cadastral value. Yeah. But if you're renting it out to someone who is using it for professional purposes, also if you claim a professional expense, then in fact, it is the landlord will be pay, uh, taxed based on the actual rent that he or she is receiving. Okay, okay, that's quite an impact then. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe you will gain some taxes uh, and so have a benefit over that. But maybe you have, you have to pay your landlord yes. for a, a penalty because yes. you have not respected yes. your uh, rent. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So in fact, if I can conclude, it's yeah, it's not so many times that uh, you arrive at a lump sum that you better use the lump sum than, than to prove your actual uh, cost or whatever you call it in, in English. Yeah, That's so effect, saying, yeah. Like in and general, if, it's better to use. And, and the lump sum, do you also have it in your tax on web or? or? It's effective. You don't have to mention it. It is applied automatically. Okay. So ah, it, okay. yeah. And you may be also there good to know is that if you would prove your itemized business expenses, it is maybe more likely that you will have a tax audit, that the tax authorities will check whether indeed these expenses are correct. Let's say that you come to, in the beginning, you had your normal employee and you had 5,000 euro expenses to are above that uh, lump sum. And in case of an audit, the tax authorities say, no, no, 200 euro we cannot accept. So you will be under uh, that maximum. Then you will automatically have the lump sum. So that is something that you will automatically have. It's only if you claim your itemized business expenses and these are higher that these will be applied. Okay, okay. That's, that's clear. Thank you. Um, um, other tips and tricks else uh, regarding this year's tax returns that you say, okay, this is really important to manage because it's a big change or, or some tips and tricks that you think, okay, it's important for our listeners that they know that? I don't know whether they're really tips and tricks, but I think it's maybe good also uh, to know because it's something that we also see more and more often is the income from Airbnb. There, um, in fact, the income normally it is uh, from the Airbnb platform is known by the tax authorities. So I think yeah, it's best that you will also report it uh, this, yeah, if you have this income. So. <laughs> and there, um, yeah, if you receive some income from this uh, Airbnb, in fact, in principle, you have to make a split. You say because part of that income that you receive is related to the building, to the room that you're renting out. A part is, in fact, relating to the furniture, to the equipment. And another part is relating to the additional services, like, for instance, the cleaning or the breakfast. And you can stipulate it, how much is relating to, to what. But if you don't stipulate it, then, in fact, the, there is um, yeah, a fixed percentage which is relating to the room, and it is 48%. Okay. And that is taxed as a normal uh, income, like real, yeah. real estate income. So you, there you have, in function of the days that you're renting it out, you have to report the cadastral value, and that is really as normal real estate income. Then 32% of the amount that you receive is uh, cons yeah, considered to relate to the furniture, to, and that is taxed at, uh, as movable income. Mm -hmm. And then the remaining part, the 20%, that is relating to the additional services like breakfast, cleaning, and that is taxed to miscellaneous as taxed as miscellaneous income at 33%. Um, but you only have to report the fact. Um, the 80% uh, of, of you, you have to mention the full amount, but it's only 80% which will actually be taxed as a miscellaneous account. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And maybe this seems complicated, but it can even be more complicated because if you are only yeah, renting a, it out once, 
Maybe it's also possible that the tax authorities say it's affected just miscellaneous income, and then the full amount is taxed as miscellaneous income. Or if you do it regularly, then they say affect it's kind of your profession, and then you will not, you don't have to make that split between the real estate income and then also the part related to the furniture. But then everything is taxed as professional income, come on, comes on top of your professional income and taxed at the progressive rates, yeah. which goes up to fifty percent plus communal taxes. Okay. So important also to see how to do it there, that you do it in the correct way. Yeah, okay. indeed. Um, any other things that you say, okay, important to mention? Um, otherwise, we yeah. can conclude? Or, or Maybe also something which I can still mention, but there, so there's the cryptocurrencies. Okay. Um, there is, in fact, no clear legislation yet. Um, so it's not really very clear how you have to report it. And normally, if it falls within the normal management of your household, you don't have to report it. In fact, it's it's not taxable. But there you see that uh, in practice, if the, you have um, earned a lot of m money and you want to deposit it to your banker on, on, on your normal bank account, yeah. that the tax authorities, oh, no, not the tax authorities, but that the bank is asking where does this money come from? And if you have never reported it as a uh, investment income, then you can, yeah, it could be difficult to justify where this amount is coming from. So there, in principle, and also, yeah, it's rather new, so there's not really a clear legislation yet, but maybe it's worthwhile to think to report it as investment income if it becomes an, a more important uh, amount. And, and yeah, to report it, and where can you report it? Then? And there's also as investment income, just as investment like income. interest, like okay. dividends, okay. that is, uh, okay. yeah. And that's in that part. Then. Yeah, okay. indeed. Okay. Okay, that was very clear. Um, if if I, I think we, we uh, yeah had main subjects. Uh, yeah, us. I think so. Yeah. Okay, uh, and just yeah to 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 recapitulate. Um, so in terms of timings, June, uh, if it's tax on web, uh, no, uh, if it's uh, on paper, paper. Uh, mid July, if it's uh, tax on web, and if you have an advisor, then it's in September. Yeah. Uh, and then the most important yeah things we we saw today. Um, we can always help else, so uh, SPWC. Uh, yes, indeed. That. So uh, I would say, yeah, if you need help, uh, do not hesitate uh, to contact us. And uh, for the rest, I would say yeah, thank you to be our listeners. And I'm looking forward to, uh, for the next podcast. And a big thank you, else uh, to be here today. It was super clear. Thank you. And, you're welcome. And I hope you, yeah, that we have some other podcasts the coming months, but I'm sure we're going to do that. So thank you very much. And uh, yeah. I hope to uh, yeah, see, not see you, but hear you again uh, later in other podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.